Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Cole bennett Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Hi, Cara. Hi, Vanessa. I'm so excited for today's topic. The topic is hickeys and love bombs, which just made Cara giggle. And the reason I'm so excited is because one of us might know someone who came home from a summer trip with many hickeys on their neck. Raise your hand if a child you know has come home with a hickey. And what makes that story even funnier, one is that this particular child, it was the dead of summer and came off a flight in a fleece, snapped all the way up to the top (laughs) while walking through the arrivals area at the airport. And then that child went out to lunch with their grandparents the next day, at which point said grandparent turned to one of us and said, I've never understood what's erotic about hickeys. Or as she said, love bites. Nibbles. Nibbles. So I want to like explore that. What is erotic about a hickey? Why do teenagers do it? What is it expressing? Does it even feel good to receive one? What is the science behind how they're created on one's body? And yeah, and I'm just to 
pull back to that very first question. It's it's not even what's erotic. It's like, why do they do it? Don't they, you know, don't they realize the consequence of hickeying another person? And I become a believer that 100% they do. It's it's not an do. example. I think they do. I don't think it's an example of, I'm not thinking ahead, teenage brain, yada, yada, yada. Right. And I don't really know what's going to happen. And then, oops, I have this big, essentially a bruise on my whatever, usually neck, but it could be anywhere. You know, I don't think that's the path. I think the path is actually, it's a little more, oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to- Deliberate. Make it, I think yes, okay, deliberate. That's, that's a good word for it. That's a better word than I was going to come up with. And I don't want to sound judgmental because, you know, we aim for judgment-free, but there's a little bit of like in your faceness about it. Like, hey, look what I've been up to. It's a little marking the spot, right? It's a little marking, marking the, territory. the territory. It's a yes. little bit of pissing on the fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was I mixing metaphors? Maybe a little bit. But it's a little bit like, hey, world, I was making out with someone and I want you all to know, which is also kind of fascinating. So, Carl, will you just walk through from like a biological perspective what a hickey is? Yeah. So let's just start with humans are not the only animals that give each other hickeys. Just interesting. Clear. Didn't know that. Yeah. Me neither until I started thinking about it and (laughs) trying to figure it all out because it's not anything you really think about until maybe you have one or see one on someone else. And then it's sort of mental note. Hmm. What about hickeys? So when one person sort of sucks on it's literally like a suction type motion, sucks on skin where there are tiny little capillaries, teeny tiny little blood vessels near the surface of the skin. Those capillaries can break because of the suction. I mean, it's no different than, do you know what cupping is, Vanessa? Yes. Yeah. Cupping. Cupping is often done on the back, although it can be done on different parts of the body where suction cups are used um, in a therapeutic setting. Some people believe in it, some people don't, but you will see people who have had cupping done and they have these big circular mark. It looks like like little mini toilet plungers have gone up and down their back. For athletes or dancers, people who are exerting extreme physical and maybe they have an injury. Yeah. And sometimes it's for people who are not athletic, but for other reasons. And there are a whole bunch of applications of cupping. Cupping is the same mechanism as a hickey. Cupping (laughs) testicles, you mean? No. (laughs) No. No, we're going to keep this above. Can you tell that waist. I live in a house with three teenage boys where, you know, those phrases what, One get would never away. know, Vanessa. You <laughs> wear it shocking. so well. Shocking. I'm I so know. pristine. Oh my gosh, you do, Vanessa? <laughs> I never knew. So cupping and hickeys are scientifically the same, right? Anything that sucks the skin can break the capillaries, the teeny tiny blood vessels that flow beneath the skin surface. So it's that suction and that breakage of capillaries that results in a very well-demarcated area of essentially bruising, right? If you get kicked in the shin and you get a bruise, it looks mostly circular, but the borders are a little irregular. And that's because the foot or the shoe or the ball or whatever hit the shin sort of erratically breaks these 
blood vessels underneath and you see the mark of where the blood vessels were broken. When there's cupping done, a very specific instrument is used and there's a perfect circle or a much closer to perfect circle of capillary breakage. A hickey is the shape of a mouth, right? I mean, think about it. It's I mean, it doesn't have the full lip form, but it's usually oval and it's usually the shape of the way the the hickifier, the hickier (laughs) is applying the suction. And that is why when you ask the question, is that a hickey? You know darn well it's a hickey because it's got a very specific shape. So let's go there. You have a kid who comes in after a night out and comes to say goodnight and you notice something on their neck or you get up the next morning and you've had your cup of coffee and you look up and you notice something on your kid's body that looks like a hickey. What do you say? What don't you say? And how do you say it? Okay. Our listeners are going to be shocked by option one. Okay. I'm prepared to be shocked. (laughs) I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to pretend to be shocked. Option one is say nothing. I knew you were going to say that. We never say that, but I think in the case of hickeys, I actually think option one is a very viable option because, I mean, you got to be blind to not see the hickey, right? All people involved, the person with the hickey, the person right. without the hickey. So if that's the case, and if hickeys are very obvious, there is an argument that making a comment about a hickey is shaming. It is, you know, in some circumstances, it's pointing out an obvious and without any other scaffolding of conversation around it. And that's why we're going to talk about it now about how to scaffold this conversation. But without any other scaffolding and with just pointing it out, it can be shaming and embarrassing. And that doesn't really serve a great purpose. So here's my question. What if the hickey is there as a kind of proclamation of being intimately or sexually involved with someone and your kid wants you to ask because they want you to know that they're up to being physically involved with someone. Yes. What if? (laughs) So for some kids, that will be the case. And if that is a kid who you know, and that is an easy way into the conversation, great. And we're going to talk about what that conversation looks and sounds like. If you know for sure that's not the kid you have on your hands, if you know for sure the kid you have is the kid who will actually feel mortified by like having will pointed die out, a death in front of your eyes. Yes, then yes. I do think in this instance, as opposed to so many other things that we talk about on this podcast and on TikTok and wherever else, I think on this one, there is a place to just let the sleeping dog lie. If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air, particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty clothes. Which is why we created the Oom Short. Super soft, lightweight, with wide legs and a low crotch. All help air flow. Designed for all genders, in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. 
Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myoomla.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is factors ready to eat meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, magnesium breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. 
So let me pose this quandary. If you Vanessa have a kid, does not agree. <laughs> it no, I'm I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. If you have a kid who you know would be mortified by having you talk about it, are they mortified by having the hickey in the first place? And was the hickey given with their permission and their consent or were they given the hickey and are not feeling super psyched about it? In which case that requires a different kind of conversation. Right. Or sort of pulling the lens back a little from there. We say, talk about everything and have a way into every, every one of these scenarios. So are you avoiding a bigger conversation by not talking about the elephant in the room, the hickey on the neck, right? I mean, it's really- full elephant in the room. Exactly. But I will say that if you have a kid who would both be mortified and is really good at conversations about other things, that feels like a different scenario than if you have a kid who would be mortified and is not good at conversation about other things. Because- If you're very open and communicative on every other front, and this is just one thing where every internal fiber in you is saying, let me keep your mouth shut on this one, then I think that feels appropriate to this situation. Whereas if you have a child who's really non-communicative on several fronts, then it's kind of harder to know is your gut instinct, they don't Mm. want to talk about this or they don't want to talk. I will use the spinach in my teeth analogy. Okay. Yesterday, I ate a spinach salad for lunch. Please tell me someone told you it's spinach in your teeth. No, no one told me. To me, that is a sign of a good friend when they tell me I have spinach in my teeth. It's usually kale. Let me tell you, you are fully canceled in my life if you don't (laughs) tell me I have spinach in my teeth. Totally. And I was so upset. And so for whom is the hickey, the spinach in the teeth? Like, Maybe, maybe there's a kid out there who has a gigantic hickey and because they are not the noticing type, literally hasn't noticed. Maybe the hickey is not on the front of the neck, but at the back of the neck. Maybe there's, who knows? And so different strokes for different folks. If you do think it's a lettuce in the teeth situation and it might help the humiliated kid or the potentially humiliated kid to know there's a giant hickey And then to have the option of putting on a fleece zipped all the way up when it's 115 degrees outside, that might be a kid who you want to open it up to. So there are lots of different scenarios. And that can just sound like, hey, I'm telling you this with no judgment. I just wasn't sure if you knew that you have a hickey in the back of your neck and it's visible in your t-shirt. So in case you care, I just wanted you to know. And you know what, Vanessa, that is a great conversation starter, no matter what the conversation is, because that is a way to test the temperature of the conversation in general. And when one of our kids took their fleece off when they got in the car from said airport, and one of us looked over at that child and gasped, (laughs) actually, that's not fair. That's not fair. One of us looked over and inwardly gasped and mostly just stared the child looked back and said, yeah, you know, I kept my fleece on in the airport because I didn't want to seem disrespectful to the other parents who might see it, but I don't mind if you see it and laugh at me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's nice. That's actually, that's really sweet. So I appreciated that I, we 
one of us appreciated um, <laughs> you can the guess thoughtfulness. Who. Yeah, guess who? The other thing is, pro tip, if your kid says to you, hey, do you have any cover-up I oh, could borrow? Yes, this is a very important <laughs> pro tip. Go. Do you have any cover-up I could borrow? There's one of two options. One is they have a zit that they want to cover up or they just popped a zit that's now looking big, red, and swollen. Or they have a hickey that they want to cover up. You can always say to a kid who's asking to borrow something that belongs to you, I do. What's it for? Okay. And then sit in silence. What would you say, Carl? I thought you were going to get even more granular with your pro tip. So what? I am. Oh, go. So if you have a kid who has a hickey and they want to cover it up, they can't just use regular cover up because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so if you've got a kid coming to you who's actually asking for help on this front, then give them a solution that really works. Most makeup artists will tell you that you have to use a white or even green, green, green tinged cover up concealer. They now are sold everywhere. And it's, yep. it's like bruise makeup, basically. Yeah. It does not hickey cover up, it's bruise makeup. And that will, I mean, depending upon your underlying skin tone, right? The darker or lighter the skin, the more you'll have to sort of cater that to your skin. But that is really key that if you have someone coming to you saying, okay, yeah, you got me. Will you help me cover it up? Don't even begin to try using what's probably in your drawer. That's also them opening the door to a conversation. It's not necessarily them opening the door to a interrogation about how and when the hickey happened in great detail, but it is a, huh, That is that your first one? How did it feel? Did you enjoy it? Are you like happy about it? Are you embarrassed about it? Right. Depending on your kid, there's different kinds of questions you want to raise. Now, I take a little issue with the sort of love bite language around mm, hickeys. Because? because? Because hickeys are not bites. And I want to be very clear about that. In some sexual contexts, biting can be very playful, very loving, very right. But biting sometimes is actually quite aggressive. Yeah. Um, and it can make some people feel very uncomfortable in the scenario. Hickeys, they do feel you use the word territorial and that is a little bit how they feel. And so the consent question around all this is kind of interesting. Like, you know, when you give consent, you're not thinking about consenting to something that you will wear on your skin for the next one to two weeks, right? Right. But bites are bites. And from a medical standpoint, a bite is not safe. Hickeys are benign for the most part. I mean, they're, you know, they're broken capillaries in the skin and they're fairly benign. When you puncture the skin and you actually break skin, the bacteria from the person's skin can get underneath and cause a little infection. So like my bacteria from my skin can get into a little bite mark on my skin and cause a little infection. But much more worrisome is the oral flora, the bacteria from mm -hmm. the mouth of the other person, the biter, can get under the skin. And that actually can cause a really significant infection because what can live in our mouth can cause a lot of problems if it gets under the skin. That's why when dogs bite, the first question that any doctor will ask if they are asked about a dog bite is, was the skin broken? Right. And this is why, right? Right. So 
I like the phrase hickey because it's old school and it's it connotes exactly what it needs to connote. Love bite, I think we should take that off because I think we should be teaching our kids that biting and sex, you know, you you really need to be thinking long and hard about that one. About safety. About safety, about choice, about, right. you know, your own agency in that decision. Yeah. So I think that to close, we should do a little bit of scripting about what a conversation might sound like if you feel like your kid is showing up with a hickey because they want to let you know that they're physically intimate with somebody and they might want to be in discussion with you. And that discussion can go a bunch of different ways depending on the kid and depending on you. But I think it's important to take the opportunity in a way that doesn't feel invasive particularly if your kid is parading around with that hickey and making no effort to cover it up, they want you to notice. I mean, I live in New York and in the old days we wore turtlenecks and when we got hickeys, we wore a turtleneck and covered it up. And you knew that if someone was wearing a turtleneck in May, that they definitely had a hickey hiding under that. That's a different way of showing off your hickey. That is another, right. That is another signal. So if I had a kid who showed up on a Sunday morning with a hickey on their neck and it was not a kid who I was concerned about shaming or making them shut down and feel really uncomfortable, I might say something like, huh, it looks like you were hanging out with another person last night and wondering if you want to talk about it. I'm not assuming gender. I'm not assuming what they did. I'm not saying they were like having sex. For all I know, it could be some game that they were playing with a friend and that, you know, it involved giving each other hickeys. I have no idea, but I'm noticing without a ton of assumptions in that initial statement. I like that approach. For another kid, it might be a little more playful. It might be, so do you want to tell me the story that landed you with a giant hickey on your neck, (laughs) right? And that's for a kid who has a certain personality and temperament and who can go there with you and who will do better with that approach than a more serious one. And if it's a kid who it wasn't just a Saturday night rendezvous with someone, but a kid in a committed relationship who you know is beginning to or has ongoing physical intimacy with their partner, it might get more into like the, I just want you to know what you do with so-and-so. It's like, you should both be on board. And if the hickey felt great, I love it. And I'm so happy. And also if you're being asked to do stuff or stuff's being done to you that you're not crazy about, like, I'm happy to talk through with you ways to express that feeling. You know, Vanessa, it strikes me that just like someone who has a hickey may want the whole world to know they've got a hickey and that's why they parade around in a certain way wearing certain things. Likewise, there are some kids who, many kids who have acne or something else going on on their skin and kids want to both be seen and not seen simultaneously. This is what makes puberty and adolescence so complicated. And so We often will talk about not objectifying kids or not sort of pointing to things that are out of their control. And acne is a really good example. There's some modicum of control with hygiene, but there's some out of control nature. And it can be really hard with a kid who's got 
acne and a hickey to not point out the acne, but yes, point out the hickey and be a little bit internally inconsistent. Like, I don't want to make a big deal of what's on your face, but I'm going to make a big deal of what's on your neck. For the adults who have kids who have a foot in each of those camps, again, it's going to depend on the kid you have, but I'm going to take this back to where we started, which is conversation around all of this. Namely, in this podcast, we're talking about intimacy, but conversations around all of this are critical. There are going to be times when your way into the conversation may not be the thing that is staring you in the face. If you have a kid who already feels really self-conscious about how they look, think twice before how you tow into the conversation about hickeys and maybe make a really big effort to ask questions about what they're doing and with whom and where and how without pointing to any of the physical manifestations on their neck. And then they'll say to you, are you really asking about my hickey? (laughs) And you get to say yes. And then you're like, yes, busted. I'm so glad you brought it up because I wasn't going to. I was just going to circle around it for 15 minutes. But if that saves their their heart. Their humiliation. Yes. That's right. So far, I have yet to have a child who feels humiliated by their hickey. But I, there's more to come. So you never know. You just never know. I do think it's important, and then we're going to wrap, that if you have a kid who seems to be getting hickeys or seems to be having experiences with their partner that they're not thrilled about, or they don't seem to be equal participants in having a say, this is a great time to go back and listen to our episode with Abella from One Love Foundation, where she talks about ways into conversations with kids around healthy relationships that are not confrontational and sort of casual and well-meaning and not shaming. Because if you have a kid who keeps showing up and they don't seem all that psyched about it, that's a time to use in Abella's language. I don't know. Is that fun? It doesn't seem fun to me. And I think hopefully that's only for a very small percentage of the folks listening to this episode, but it's a good thing to keep in mind. As always, Vanessa, you never know what you're going to get in puberty, (laughs) nor do you know what you're going to get on the puberty podcast. Hickeys. Hickeys. And I don't want to forget, sometimes younger adolescents give themselves hickeys on their arms or other parts of their body. Someone on this podcast might have done that. (laughs) So just keep that in mind also when you're thinking about having the conversation. Thank you, Cara. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.